Welcome to The Recurring Plot, presented by Curb and Turf. On this show, we interview agritourism farmers, authors, leaders, and influencers who share their insights on growing and monetizing your agritourism business. Here's your host, Dustin Reed. Hi, this is Dustin from Curb and Turf. You're listening to The Recurring Plot, a show that talks about all things RVs and how to earn recurring income from your property. Get ready for a journey beyond recurring income as we dive into the world of RV adventures with our special guests, Dave and Tracy Stanley. They're going to share their wanderlust-driven stories and exciting plans ahead, including the community building through their new podcast, RVCast. Join us today for a unique episode of The Recurring Plot, where we're going to explore the road less traveled and the stories that it unfolds. So... Welcome to our show today. How are you guys doing today? Great. Thanks. Great. Thanks for having us on, Dustin. It's a, yeah. it's a real pleasure to meet with you today. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time coming. I know uh, I think we've known each other for well, this start of the beginning of this year, I think, or mid probably spring summerish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so for those that don't know you guys, can you kind of explain a little bit about uh, yourselves and how do you got into RVing itself? Yeah, sure. So uh, um, we were both raised, born and raised in northern Utah, and we reside in southern Utah, right near Zion National Park. And kind of growing up, my experience was my parents, well, my dad surprised the family by bringing home a Winnebago Indian back in the early 70s. I don't know if if you're familiar with those. But it was the box on wheels with a big avocado. W on the side. Big W <laughs> in avocado green. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good color. <laughs> Had the love seat up front on the passenger side and, you know, the engine right between the driver and the passenger. And I look back on it now, I was just a wee lad, but. My favorite seat was up on the dashboard. And I think about <laughs> now driving around, sitting on the dashboard. What could go that wrong? In today's world, <laughs> we're a little bit bigger family. So my dad actually had a bus that we traveled in. And, you know, just like David White riding in the windshield, I remember as a little kid, we would uh, make a bed up in the luggage rack. You know, with soft blankets because it's just bars and then make sure that there was a bar so that if the bus turned, you wouldn't roll off, you know? <laughs> right. Well, that's, so you're doing like schoolies before, like your dad, your family was doing schoolies before they're cool, I guess. Right. Because yeah. that, that's kind of like the the new thing now is like converting your school buses to, to RVs, but you're actually using it as an RV. <laughs> right. Right. And one of the interesting things was my, my parents were renting the RV out to help pay for it. And I was somewhere in the eight to 10 year old range. So I don't have a lot of memories about it. More memories about playing with, uh, you know, kind of SWAT TV, (laughs) pop show things. Me and my friends would pretend like we're driving around saving the world uh, in the RV, even though it was just parked on the, on the pad in the backyard. But our RV actually got stolen 
when we rented it out. And so it was a short-lived wonderland of having that RV when I was a kid. So they never recovered it? It was just gone forever kind of thing? They actually recovered it about 15 to 20 years later. And the way that they recovered it was somebody bought it after it was stolen and it was completely stripped. It, everything was gone. And they went to a, a different dealership because it had been disguised as a different motorhome because they wanted some parts. And the dealership said, now this is a Winnebago. And then that started the, oh, let's do some research on the numbers. And, oh yeah, did you know this was stolen? And my dad did go take a look at it and said, no, it's because all it was, was the box. Everything was stripped out of the inside. That's crazy. That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) And and that that was something, I I guess you guys are kind of innovators because that's something that they do more frequently now is like renting their RVs. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's probably less risk involved because there's third parties that do it. Like outdoorsy.com is one of those companies and yeah, which is kind of, that's kind of interesting. So, so Southern Utah is super beautiful. You guys are near a lot of national parks. It's one of my favorite areas to, to visit because of that, because you're near Zion's arches, you have tons of places. Is that kind of inspired you with our, your RV lifestyle or what inspired you to move down there? What's even inspired your, your, the RV lifestyle for you guys? Right. So the weather inspired us to move (laughs) (laughs) because our climate is similar to St. George. Or, sorry, Las Vegas. Yeah. Right. We are St. George. <laughs> our climate is similar to Las Vegas. And it was the big snows of 1993 that I was shoveling off the roof and slid off the roof into oh, wow. a pile of snow that was four feet deep. Yeah. So I called Tracy. Hey, I need some help getting out of this snowbank. And she graciously helped me out. And then immediately I said, what do you think of moving to St. George? (laughs) And so, so we packed up and left. And when we moved to St. George, one of our first vehicle purchases was a VW camper bus. Yeah. The Eurovan with the pop top. So we did a lot of camping when our kids were young, we popped the top off and we had two boys that they'd sleep at the top and we would take the bottom bunk and. Yeah, we did a yeah. lot of camping that way. My parents had a van again. So they, yeah. they, that's something we, and they're air cooled. So, like, <laughs> so we, we take those trips to, cause we actually travel from like Western Idaho to sometimes Southern Idaho or even Northern, Northern Utah, like Bear Lake and stuff. I remember yeah. going trips yeah. down there. So, yeah. But actually, our, our experience started a little bit before that because before we uh, had kids, we had a camper van. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. The, do you ever have one of those purchases that really stretched you and then you sold it and you wish, man, I wish I had that back. I, I haven't had that yet, but I'm sure <laughs> maybe that will happen soon. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So, so that's something we I'm assuming that's married. happened to you. Yes. When we were first married, we found an advertisement for a 1963 Volkswagen Micro Deluxe, oh. which was the 23 window rag oh, top yeah. sunroof. Yeah. 
They're worth beautiful. hundreds of thousands of dollars today. We bought it for mm-hmm. 2500 and then traded it for another 1961 camper VW. And that's we sad ever since. Yeah. We wish we would have hung on to it. Should have held on to the 23 window micro deluxe. Yep. That's, that's, that's good money now. I mean, <laughs> that's like an investment, right? So, it's right. Like, but who would have known? Even the, so even the Vanigans, like, or the, are, that's something my dad, because he had two of them, and I was upset that he sold both of them because I wanted one. Cause I was going to purchase one of them and restore it. Cause you can make, you can make good money. Yeah. And uh, so, but he, he sold them both. And I was kind of miffed about that, but that's cool that you guys had those experiences. And it sounds like that's kind of kept with you throughout, you know, your marriage and having kids. How, how else has that evolved over the years by, I mean, I assume it's different once you had kids. Yeah. So actually when the kids left home, you know, we're empty nesters now and we're like, we, we'd like to just go out and adventure on our own and went to an RV dealership just out of curiosity. And they were showing us class A's, you know, class C's. And we took one out for a test drive. It was a wider one, you know, with the the mirrors that stuck out really far. And it was something that if we camped with our kids who now have their own children, we could make room for them. So we're going back and forth. Do we do it for just us? Do we do it for the whole family? How much are they really going? How much time are they going to really have to spend with us? So we took that one for a drive. Yeah. And, you know, our streets in Utah are very wide. So we had plenty of room, but I was thinking about traveling narrow canyon roads. I'm like, no way. I, I won't be driving this. And even if he's driving, I would be not okay with, you know, the mirrors. I couldn't enjoy it or relax. So that, that stressed me out. But right next to that one was a really nice Airstream Mercedes. Class B. That was, you know, way out of our price ring. We're, we're like, no, we weren't even thinking of doing that. Right. And David said, well, what about that one? And the guy's like, no, you don't want to do that. I think it was a consignment. So he wouldn't really be making a lot of money. Right. So anyway, he was like, let's just take it for a drive. So we did. And, and it's narrow. I could drive anywhere in it. I'm like, yeah, I, I could drive in New York or California with this. I'm not afraid to drive on the freeway in those big cities, right? How's that been treating you so far? How long have you had the Mercedes or the Airstream? So it's been two and a half years. years. You know, and it was it was kind of interesting because the the Class C that we were looking at had the pop outs and all this room, and we were sitting in there thinking, "Wow, it'd be so great! The grandkids could sit at that table and play a game or a puzzle, and the adults can sit over here, and then we can." do this. And then we just looked at each other and said, isn't the whole idea about getting out is actually getting out. Right. Being outdoors, not in the RV. But we actually took our friend's RV out for a test drive and his was the class A really long 40 footer. And we had a great time with that, but it seemed too big for us. 
you yeah. know, it's like, what are you doing with all the room? We, it, it wasn't, you know, even when we had the grandkids with us, it still seemed too big. And our grandkids now, in fact, our grandson, it's, it's close to Christmas, you know, it's November now. And he told us he's asking Santa for a puppy and an RV. <laughs> we must be extra good this year, hopefully. Our kids love the RV. And if right. they don't get to ride with grandma and pop pop in the RV, they're so sad. They love it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome that you get to experience that. And I, I agree. Like obviously by having an RV, you want to experience the outdoors. That's the whole kind of point of it. And, and I've had, cause working with Curb and Turf, I've gone to a couple conventions where they have class A's and it's just, I, I've never ridden one or anything. It just seemed like me, I, I'd, I'd have a nightmare just right. trying to park that thing or just, uh, and people love it and, yeah. and it's, and it's great. It's, I'm not saying anything. It's just for me, it's not for me. Cause like yeah. I've traveled in something, what you guys have done, which is like a class B that's with me and my wife before. And like, it's been, that was tons of fun. Cause even though it's like smaller, it's still, you still get to experience the outdoors because you have we had no choice but to go outdoors because we didn't want to be cramped right. in in our RV any longer. So, well, the which, other thing I like about ours is it has nine seat belts. Yeah. So you know we can all load up even if we're vacationing together we can all load up and then go sightseeing together. Right. In the same vehicle and you know that it it's it's worked out to be better than we thought. Yeah. And that's what sold me is I'm like, we can all drive together, but then we can set up a tent and have the kids right. sleep outside. <laughs> and that works great. Yeah. That's they love if it. I were a kid, that's something I'd want to do. I would, I'd rather right. have my own space or be outdoors and I could right. look at the star. Like, there's just, it's way, it's cooler. To yeah. Be honest. yeah. So that, that's been fun. So yeah, it's, it's, it was a good opportunity to find it. And because we were able to negotiate a really good price and yeah, nothing against those that prefer fifth wheels or class A's or toy haulers or whatever. It just works out better for us. Right. Everyone's going to have different needs depending on yeah. their, their quality of life or their, you know, there's certain, you know, they have kids they might want, or if they have, like you're saying a fifth wheel or they want to have like a, where they have art, you know, four by fours. So they need a toy hauler. There's just going to be different needs for different families. So exactly. So what's in the future for you guys with your RV? What kind of plans do you have in the short term? Yeah, so uh, with our relationship with Curb and Turf, we're actually going to be hitting the road in January. Tracy and I have been contracted with Curb and Turf with the primary responsibility of finding hosts. And we took a kind of a test run earlier this year up to Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Idaho and Wyoming and Montana. Just trying to figure out how to find hosts who's interested mm -hmm. in this lifestyle. And we learned a lot. Yeah. So, and I'm sure a lot of, maybe a lot of people are know about Curb and Turf, but, but how would you describe Curb and Turf for those that don't know? So the, well, first of all, the explanation of Curb and Turf, there's a guy we know who did an incredible layout that pretty much summarizes it really well. <laughs> 500,000 RVs sold every year. 
18,000 campgrounds throughout the country. And so curb and turf fits the gap of filling the need of places to stay. You've got landowners or people that manage land that's available. And then you have RVers who need a place to stay. Curb and turf just brings them together. Right. Um, the and- thing that we've loved most about our first adventure is the connection with the land, the connection with the people that you meet. You know, when we're out, it doesn't matter where you are. If you are in an RV park and you're three feet, you know, away from each other, people just love each other. You know, there's a connection. We want to be near each other, but at the same time, sometimes you want to have connection with nature with nobody else around. And that's the great thing about curb and turf. We, you have all of that. You can have times where you have connection. You can have times with nature or with people or with places or what have you. And it's, it's great. Yeah. I, I think it's great. Cause and there's people that sometimes just want their space. So even have an RV, you have your own space, right? Which is kind of, you're taking like, the best of a, a lot of worlds where it's nature, you know, you're taking time getting to know other people. And then if you want to kind of just be a part, you can ha- go to your RV and just kind of have your own space, which is, which is great. And, and that's something we found, especially during COVID that a lot of people were yearning. And I think a lot of people are still yearning to kind of get out in the outdoors just because we're, you're cooped up inside because they're telling us to, to stay inside, stay indoors and not, you know, basically the opposite, not to be social, not to be, cause you know, right. the whole point of being social is like getting out and like talking to people. And then when you're staying indoors, there's not a whole lot of opportunities to do that, at least, you know, face to face. And so I think it's a really, what you guys done for Curb and Turf has helped us. That's obviously one of the reasons why we wanted you to be on a part of the team because we found that you're able to get quite a few of our, get a, quite a few of hosts. I think you doubled the amount of hosts that we have. And, and I think it's kind of cool that you guys have been advocates and for, for that, how do you guys initially connect with curb and turf? I think, do, did we do an ad? Is that what it was? No, you guys... it's one of those serendipity things, right? So a bunch of high school buddies, we got together in May of this year for a golfing trip. So one up in Salt Lake, two down in Arizona and us in St. George. And so we, we haven't had, we haven't been in each other's business, right? For a long time, really since high school. And so we got together and the obligatory, so what have you been up to, or what are you doing now? You know, conversation comes up and one of my good friends, Todd Williams, uh, said, oh, I just started a new venture with a company that helps people who want to do podcasts and shows launch those online. And uh, Tracy's been wanting to do something like that uh, yes. for a long time. I'd been working in my head for about a year wanting to make videos for our grandkids. And I thought, why don't I just do them and put them on YouTube? That way it's an easy way for them to grab them. But, you know, with our own kids and with our grandkids, I've always used toys to teach them, you know, and, and one thing that I've been a big 
big believer in is yoga and meditation and, you know, just finding peace and love for yourself. And anyway, so I thought, you know, I can do a show with that, but also teach them about STEM or, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so David came home and he said, Hey, Todd's got this thing. What do you think about just going for it and, and, and doing what you've been, you know, dreaming about doing for their grandbabies. So we started, you know, we signed up and we started thinking, how, how is this even going to make sense? Or, you know, if you're doing a, a real show that you're releasing something, you have to have it make sense. It can't just be, you know, whatever. So we, we were working on that for, for quite a while. And then one morning I woke up and it was just in my head. So we have a son who just graduated with his master's in space systems engineering. And I came up with the idea. I woke up and I just went right into David and I said, I've got it. It's a Barbie doll family who are going to colonize Mars. <laughs> so before they colonize Mars, they're going to say goodbye to earth. So we're going to travel around the earth with Barbie dolls and just film all these beautiful locations and, you know, teaching the outside is important. And when you're there, you know, are we doing breathing or yoga outdoors or, and then teaching importance of, you know, if you're going to be an astronaut, you have to have an education, you have to take care of your body and eat right. You have to learn how to grow your own food, you know, so everything that we love to do, we can teach in this one episode. So it's something that we were working on. It's called Margot to Mars. And when we were doing that, we had a meeting with the CEO of um, the, the pot up company. And as we were explaining to him what we were doing, he said, now, wait, you're going to travel the country in an RV. And he's like, I'm working. Can I tell that part? Yeah. So he said, I'm consulting with a company that is looking for somebody to travel around <laughs> and in an RV. And this may be a good match. Be interested in the introduction. And of course, the introduction was made. And we explained to, uh, to, Kerbin, to the Kerbin Turf owner, you know, hey, this is what we're doing. And he's like, Great. Why don't you just do this along the way and find host sites? Right. So, and and we can na drop names because they've been both of them been guests on the podcast. Oh, okay. So it's, they're talking about Nathan William, which is the the pot up yeah. owner CEO, and then and then also also talking about Aaron Rawlings, which is also a guest on the show. Yeah. So who's the owner or developer? Owner of, yeah. 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 So Nathan made the introduction to Aaron. We had a good chat with Aaron and it's been so wonderful because this has been a, a very organic evolution of, we don't know what's going to work best. And so let's just go out and try a few things. And so, yes, it's been wonderful working with, with both Nathan and Aaron to, and it still is evolving. It's as very we educational out. too. You know, they've both helped us 
just try to figure out how how to make make this a reality and 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 we're so excited about it i mean we're just mm. we're just excited to get going and you know it's in the middle of the holidays so we're trying to get everything prepared right now so that when we hit the road everything's just going to be ready and then hopefully you know it will just spread like wildfire and we'll spread love of connection of the world and of people and and we hope it will be a huge success right and that that's kind of I think that's cool because you guys are starting a new podcast with Curb and Turf. And yeah. do you guys want to talk about that? Uh, what what that's about? Um, sure. I let you guys handle that since you're, it's your baby. Kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, the podcast is going to be called RV Cast, um, and it's going to primarily highlight different host locations that people can make a reservation at through Curb and Turf. And so the format's going to be similar to, hey, introduce your site. What are some interesting things that are around here to do? What are interesting to think, things to do right on your property? And then also one of the most incredible parts of Curb and Turf is ancillary opportunities, where I like to tell people, if you've got a hobby, why don't you do that hobby and still make a little bit of money? Let's say that you like to fish and, and there's a nice stream either on your property or near your property. Well, offer that as, as an amenity to your curb and turf listing. So it doesn't just become a place to stay. People can make a reservation and say, yeah, I'm interested in fishing. I have no experience you know, let's say fly fishing. I have no idea what fly fishing is about. Well, funny you should mention that. I'm a fly fisherman. I'd be happy to take you out. And, you know, for 50 bucks or whatever, I'll take you out for a few hours and we'll go catch some fish. And I'll teach you a little bit of the basics of fly fishing. What a cool thing to have some one-on-one -on -one individual attention in uh, with somebody that loves to do it and somebody that loves to introduce people to their hobby. And this can be anything, you know, well, ATV rides, yeah. fishing. Well, it's twofold. You get connection with the people and mm. the place, the land. You know, for ex example, when we were um, going to Yellowstone, along our way, we stopped at a dairy farm. Oh my word. It was like being in heaven. I mean, the green around the mountains around the way the guy did his dairy was just beautiful. And those are the places that, you know, we'll probably go back to his place to have him be, you know, on our podcast. We did do some interview with them while we were there just because we were so interested in what they were doing, but the way they were doing their dairy was all organic. You know, they had different meadows that was all run on computer. The computer would let the cows in and out and go to a meadow and they would stay in that grazing area for a week 
or two between two grazing areas and they had 16 and the computer just knew it and they would, you know, let the others grow whatever they were eating in there. And we learned so much, but we'll never forget visiting there, the connection with the people, the family, and you get such connections that you, you feel like you have a real understanding of the area. It's not just driving through and putting a dot on the map. I've been there. Now you've got the memory and the connection that, wow, you're going to go back there again because it was such a great experience, right? Right. Well, that's cool because because I want, I grew up on a dairy, so I know kind of what that entails and stuff. And and I've been interviewed several people who are kind of do the same thing where it's um, all organic. And, and it's yeah. just cool that a lot of people have stories like that, that many people don't even know about just because that's their everyday life. And a lot of people just don't know just because they don't have the platform to, to tell people. So I think pod, you know, RV cast is going to be a great podcast for those trying to, you know, raise awareness. And then you're providing that platform to do that, which is great. Any other things that you guys envision RV cast to how it's going to contribute to the RV community itself or what, sure. what other benefits can travelers have just be, you know, cause I think we we're talking about the host side of things, but what about RVers? Yeah. So we're going to have some general interest in there as well. We love to cook. And so we're going to highlight some of our RV cooking and uh, baking and baking. So yes. we're going to try to figure out how we can carry maybe a pizza oven with us. And I've studied French baking. Oh, cool. So you can use a hot pizza oven to cook, you know, mini little baguettes. And there's I've learned some ancient way of baking where you don't need a mixer and it's, it's the old fashioned sourdough and the old fashioned flour, you know, those types of things. And, you know, what can you do on the road that might be small? You know, I've learned how to do canning in small portions, like making jellies. So we'd love to stop at fruit stands and then on the podcast, teach how to make jams or jellies that you only get one or two cups worth. You don't have the big bottling, right? Of a, right. a big, so little things like that, you know, baking, bottling, cooking. Yeah, Cause we don't have the space to do a lot of, <laughs> a lot of canning yeah. in our so, small RV. And also, you know, how, how do you live in an RV? You know, David's come up with some, and some fun, innovative things we've, We've used some things from Ikea, you know, so we'll, we'll do little hacks on, on RV life. Well, that's cool. That, that'd be, that's something that I, that's one of the things I love about the RV community in general, just because they typically share a lot of their information and it's, I mean, anyone that's kind of even gone on YouTube that there's just lots of information and I, I'm glad that the, you guys are providing another side of that where whether it's through the podcast or you know just providing that out there which is great what other future plans do you guys have and I, I know behind the scenes that we're we've been creating or you guys are creating an RV summit is that correct 
Yeah, so an RV summit is to be launched, to be determined sometime next year in 2024, that is going to bring together the RV community and the RV information community as well. You mentioned it before, the RVers are kind of a, a unique uh, brand of people that are so willing to share. It's, it's like, oh, I came up with this great idea or this great hack that works. And it's not the, I'm going to keep it to myself. So nobody else, you know, <laughs> it really is a, Hey, this worked for me and I bet it can work for a lot of other people. And the community is so generous. And so, uh, part of the RV summit is expanding that generous community to create a better reach and, and to introduce new ideas like curb and turf, which, you know, your traditional deal was, Hey, you hit the road, you look up a KOA campground and you pop from KOA to KOA. Right. And this is just a totally different experience that solves a lot of problems along the way as well. You know, obviously there's the basic, I need a place to stay. I need something to do. Right. This expands it because now RVing has become so popular that oftentimes the traditional campgrounds are full or they've gotten incredibly expensive or they're way crowded. And yeah. so we traveled coast to coast and it's very difficult to find a place, a safe place to stay. You know, oftentimes you're in rural communities and you're searching, you know, for places that will allow you to stay. We're so thrilled to be a part of Curb and Turf where we can find those hosts so that you feel safe, mm -hmm. that you can travel and you don't have to quickly drive past an area to find a safe place to stay. And, you know, many times, like David was saying, the RV places are filled or it's, it's heightened season, right? And there's nowhere to stay. You know, you're trying to find a boondock spot or, you know, who do you know that lives in the area? Are we parking in someone's driveway that we are friends with because there's nowhere to stay? So. And, and beyond that, it's the experience of curb and turf is that you really do make a connection with the hosts if the host has it set up that way. Now, some hosts are like, yeah, I, I'd like to make a little bit of extra money and I've got this land out here, but I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't have the you time. Know? I'm busy. I'm willing to share my beautiful land, but I, I don't have time to babysit it. Yeah. And curb and turf uh, accommodates that. But the ones that we really enjoy are where we have an opportunity to make connections with people along the way. Right. And I, I think that's a key point because like what you guys are talking about is, you know, that's just how travel is in general right now. You have to either plan a year out or you're going to be, you're, you know, you have to, you have to plan, you know, be like, Hey, we have family here. We could stay fam with family here, but what about these nights or what if we want to stay longer? I mean, sometimes those plans change and then you need 
you know, to come up with a plan B right. or plan C kind of on the fly. And you don't, maybe not, you don't know the area or, you know, so that, I think that's great. Cause that, that's one of the things that we're trying to do with curb and turf is just providing um, options for people, regardless of the situation, just because there's going to, there's going to be full timers that typically full-timers are going to look for the cheapest option typically, you know, cause they're doing that all year round. So they're usually going to be staying at these cheaper places, which is great, but there's going to be times where they want to switch it up or they, you know, there's going to be, you know, everyone's different. So well, right. people that are living in there, you know, young professionals, I know that live full-time, they want a break. They want to go out and have an experience. It's the same as if you're, at home, you're like, okay, I, I just need a vacation, right? <laughs> when you're in an RV, where is your vacation? Yeah. yeah, we used to live in Hawaii, and the joke was, if you live in Hawaii, where do you go to get away from it all? <laughs> you, know? you go on a hike. That's right. It. The RVing is the same way, you know. Yeah, you're living in an RV, you are getting away from it all. But where do you get away from it all while you're RVing? Right. And we, when we mention, you know, people will ask us about our upcoming adventure and they're like, well, where are you going along the way? Wherever we want. And we're like, wherever the wind blows, no, right. there's more planning to that. Right. We, like you mentioned, you make reservations year in advance. That's the, one of the beauties of curb and turf is you don't necessarily need to do that. Let's say that you hit an area and you're like, man, it would be great to spend an extra day even here, but we've already got that hotel reservation in the next city and we have to move on. And so this is more of a kind of a, a freestyle vacation facilitator. We've got a photo bomber in the background. See the <laughs> I don't see it because your your screen for me is cut off, so I don't see it right now. Oh, okay. so where is he at? Or there's a crow in the tree in just the... above uh. us, and he's eating pecans out of our tree. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. So yeah, I think what you guys are saying is is kind of key, and and those that are maybe even thinking about being a host. And that's what you guys are for. So what we're going to do, anyone that's listening to this, we're going to put, because you, you guys have a special link for sign, helping sign people up. And then, because you guys can help onboard, answer any questions. So we'll go ahead and put that in the show notes or we'll probably leave it on the screen right now. And I think it's a, a good opportunity because that's what we're looking for. We're looking, we're always going to be looking for hosts. We're going to be looking, and even if you have a driveway, whatever it is, especially if you have land, I mean, a lot of people are going to be looking for things like that. But I think it's a great thing that you guys are doing is just sharing your love of having that connection with people, traveling, you know, giving advice and, and helping the community grow. And I, I think the the RV Summit's also going to help with that just by, by raising attention or awareness for, you know, what other people you know, sharing your story and, 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 and introducing other people to other RVers or other people in the community, which is going to be going to be huge. Cause then you're growing that sense of community, right. Which is right. something huge for the RV community. And also just so providing that education to, to travelers and everything else, which is kind of 
is something that you guys were trying to do in the first place, you know, you know, and, and it, I didn't even know the, about your, the backstory, how you guys, I didn't know about that. And, and I usually know a lot of things about Curventer, but which is kind of cool. So I think that's, it is serendipitous in a way because I think those things happen for a reason. And so I'm glad to have you guys on our team. Well, it's great to be here. What, so what other stories have you guys come across through your travels or anything that you guys like to share with anyone on the podcast, any of our listeners? So we have made such great connections. Maybe let me go back 15 years because this will kind of introduce why, why we're on the path that we're on right now. We actually got interested in, well, there, there's a Jack Black movie called The Holiday, uh-huh. where they, let's see, I think it's Kate Winslet and Jack Black. And then it's... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. Has, what's his name to another actor that's English? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. But it's about exchanging properties, uh-huh. right? And so we became intrigued and heard about home exchange, which is very big in Europe and living in St. George near the big five parks, it's a significant draw for Europeans. And so we actually posted our property, our home, uh, as an exchange property. And we got exchange requests from all over the world, from all over the world, you know, people wanting to spend a month here, even a year. Let's swap houses for a year, you know, but it's not only swapping houses, you can host each other. And that's the part that we fell in love with was getting that connection. You know, our favorite vacation we ever took was to Rome. Oh, that's cool. And we've talked with Aaron, the owner of Curb and Turf, and we'd like eventually to take Curb and Turf to Europe as well. (laughs) <laughs> and our our favorite trip we ever took was to Rome and it was because of the connection you know this guy hosted us and he was a retired lawyer he took us all over Europe it, it was a very emotional trip because he took us to his country home and he showed us where you know all of the world wars were happening and what happened to his family during that. And, you know, when you go and have a sightseeing tour, you don't get that. You don't get that one-on-one connection. And I think that's what drew us to Curb and Turf is because connection is so important for people. And when you feel that it's a, it's like when we lived in Hawaii, you know, the spirit of aloha is love, it's connection. And I think those are the things that we've learned and have become part of our soul. You know, <clears throat> we just want, uh, we were fed by the connection mm-hmm. of people and you know, back to your story, I think you were getting in on uh, the story of Emily. Yeah. yeah. So one of our, we've created lasting friendships, right? So 
From 15 years ago, we still make connection with people in Paris, in the Netherlands, in Rome, and things like that. And we segued that into our RV experience as well. We've met incredible people. Just a quick fun story is we were recruiting hosts up in Island Park near Yellowstone, met with Tony and, and his wife, and they had a spot of ground. And so I'm like, well, hey, let's, let's help you sign up. And we got the drone out. And Dustin, <laughs> he's I, learning how to use the drone. Let's say that. I, it would have been worthwhile for me to spend an extra couple of thousand bucks to have a force filled <laughs> build around this drone. Cause oh, I've, I've crashed Please. the thing three times and I've, we've only had it for less than six months, <laughs> but this was the worst crash up in Island park. I'm. Uh, taking some aerials and I backed up into a pine tree. I thought I was high enough because if you've ever been to Island Park, the trees are, they're only 70, 80 feet tall, <laughs> right? And so I was high enough to clear all of them, I thought. And I backed <laughs> right into the very, very top. And because pine trees are so dense, it stayed. And we're just, and Tony, bless his heart, he, what a stud, what an incredible guy. He's he like- be on the Ninja Warrior show. Yeah, because he's like, oh, no problem. I'll go retrieve that. And he goes and puts his work Leather. gloves on and a jacket and climbs to the top of, it had to have been- 75 feet, I yeah, think we 75 feet in the air, 65, 75 feet, somewhere <laughs> around there. He climbed all the way up to the top of the tree, retrieved the drone, came back down. And those are the fun things that you remember, right? Right. And because it's because we made a connection. Granted, it was out of my inability to fly a drone, but a connection nonetheless. But we also learned a nice hack on that trip too. If you get pine sap in your hair or all over your hands, the best way to get it out is lotion. Mm. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's, that's yeah. definitely so good. Trying to get pine oh. hair and off it. Oh. Yeah, Tony had an incredible beard. It was braided, oh. nice and long. So he's putting lotion all over his braid, trying to get <laughs> it out. That's funny. It was actually very terrifying. I filmed him coming down, but I was too scared with him climbing up, and I thought I better video this. So as he was climbing down, I videoed all of the happening and. Maybe we'll use that as one of our posts. Yeah, I'm sure. That'd be, Back that'd up be and great. visit Tony and oh goodness. Well, that's cool. Um, I, I, go ahead. And other connections that we've made when we went to Yellowstone, we took some time off to do our Margot to Mars show with the Barbie dolls that we mentioned earlier. And as you know, here we are, fifty somethings, walking around the park playing with dolls. <laughs> and, uh, and no kids around, right? No kids. And right. so it was like a people magnet. People are like, what is what, going on? What are what you guys are you doing? doing? And so we'd explain what we were doing. And immediately people are like, oh, well, we're from England or we're from Denmark. Or Sri Lanka. Will, will you come and visit us? Or France. And when you come and 
when you come and visit, come and stay with us. <laughs> That's cool. And so the whole point of the RV experience is putting yourself out there a bit to make these lasting connections. And that, that's what we really love. And that's what we're excited about with Curb and Turf. Yeah. And, that, and we're excited for that too, because that's something we've been trusting. I wasn't, that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast. Well, no one else wanted to do it, but I, I, so I got roughed in, but it's, but I've learned a lot. So I can't necessarily think like, like I've learned tons, uh, even about myself, where I'm just like, oh, I actually have experience in this. Or there's certain things where you you get begin to learn more about yourself. And I I think what you guys were talking about before, when you guys were living in Hawaii or or experiencing different places, whether it's you know Italy or or wherever it is, because uh, I'm married I'm married to a Puerto Rican, and so so there's that for me. There's always that sense of I want to travel now, just because she's from. A different place and so i i speak spanish and and so there's this connection that we have and i right. think you know there's a sense of community once you you know live outside of your your bubble i guess or what you're nor normal you know what you're used to because once you expand those that horizon then you want to expand it more and more and then you it kind of you do uh grow in a sense not only personally, but your, you know, relation, you know, your relationships with others and stuff, which I think it's great that you guys are, are embarking on this just because I think that's gonna, you know, who knows from a year from now, what kind of other relationships or how, how, how much you guys grow individually, you know, which is, which is great. I think that's, you know, worth doing in, in its, in itself, you know, just because you become, uh, a better person. And, and I think that's something that's one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast. I think you guys are going to find the same thing when you guys make a connection, when you interview people, you obviously you're getting to know that person. And then, so you gain some kind of may not be a friendship, but at least you have, you know, better understanding. And I think that's something I've learned doing the podcast as well. So, you know, one thing that I've learned about doing curb and turf or even our home exchange our friends or our family will say wow you guys are so daring how do you you know or you're trusting of people and when you're saying when you're doing your podcast how it changes you and you learn about yourself i think the thing that we've learned is if you trust enough to put yourself out there you become a more trusting pe person of, of other people, mm. you know, being able to exchange homes, people will say to us, I don't want some in my house. If I'm not there, what about your valuables? And we tell them the thing we value most is not stuff. It's people. Right. And if you learn that connection, is is really the thing that governs everything if you don't have that and you become a hermit you know you become more afraid right yep. but there's something about getting outside that it's so therapeutic you know in nature but also getting outside yourself is so therapeutic and you learn that you're stronger and braver and more resilient than you ever knew you were Right. You know, I, I know there are a lot of people that cannot get out. You know, I have a sister who's in a, a wheelchair, <clears throat> excuse me, and 
we have had friends that, you know, they can't travel. They're stuck at home working and they'll say to us, we're going to live our life vicariously through you. You know, and we love that we get to be that part for people to share that adventure. That's cool. Because it's funny that you mentioned someone because I have I have family members in wheelchairs as well. And then I've this particular family, it's a sister-in-law. She, her, she came up with a family where they literally changed everything around this person, around her brother. And so she, like they, they travel together and then they so luckily they he's has a blessing of having that but you're right there's definitely people that don't have that and i think it's sometime even almost counterintuitive i mean like if you think about social media now it's and the anti i i, I kind of call it anti-social media just because it's not it's teaching you the, all the wrong things to do to be social right, right. it's yeah. teaching you to be pegged to your phone or pay it's it's teaching you almost to be selfish in a way. Sure. And I don't want to, I'm not going to go in the psychology or anything like that, right. but you know, by, by disconnecting, you're really open yourself up. And I, I love what you, what you were saying there's because that's something you end up trusting. And I think a lot of people that, you know, especially, you know, this next generation where a lot of people struggle with their emotions or struggle with certain things that I would say that, people in prior generations didn't have those problems necessarily. Right. And I think part of that is, and I, and I don't want to get into super, <laughs> but I, I really do think, you know, this is a great way for other people to get outdoors. And I, I appreciate you guys really sharing your story and sharing, you know, yeah. sharing that with others. Cause I, I think that's going to be motivating for anyone that's wanting to do that, to maybe take courage and, and have that opportunity, you know, and just taking that step forward. What is there anything else that I'm I should be that I'm missing or I should add? I haven't. You know, I think we've covered a really good portion of it. If if I could bring it into one main focus, mm -hmm. it really would be that that connection that Curbenter facilitates. You know, we can go over the logistics of, hey you know, well, how much money can I make? Or how much money can I save if I'm a guest? Or what's out there? Or, you know, things like that. All of that is answered, right? That's our role as host consultants is to help explain uh, that for on an individual basis. And so people feel free to reach out to us uh, with any of those questions. But from the 40,000 foot level, we really want to encourage people to connect, get out, put yourselves out there. I mean, See it was the wildlife. I mean, here we are in this podcast and this raven keeps coming back. <laughs> you know, there's something about being in nature yeah. that will be the best thing for your mental health. You know, even if you're in a wheelchair, my sister goes on the bike path with her wheelchair and she can't drive a car anymore. It's her only freedom. You know, that 
is something that feeds us, you know, being outside, but not being afraid to connect with people, you know, sharing, sharing what you have. We're just so thrilled to be a part of this because I, it, it's everything that we believe in and hope for others. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being on the team. We're grateful that you guys, cause we, well, Aaron ex- extended it a full-time position, let's just say, and, and we're glad that you guys are on our team because that's something that we, we want. And it's just, cause we're, at, we kind of stay in our bubbles because we don't have opportunities to necessarily go outside just because we don't have that luxury necessarily. Cause you know, I, I'm designing the website. We have people working on other different technologies on the platform. So we're grateful that you're able basically to be that arm of us just to, to help people, especially answer those questions, because that's something we'd love to do. It's just, there's some, just not enough time or, you know, it just takes, it will take forever. And, you know, we're grateful that you're, we, we do have the right people and you guys and we're, and anyone that has questions, like Dave was saying, we'll go ahead and make sure we post their information on uh, the show notes and also anywhere you hear the podcast. And again, thank you for you guys' time. Thank you for um, everything that you've done thus far and continue to do. We're look forward to the the RV cast or your podcast. And then we're going to have the summit to be determined. And so just watch our platform. We'll announce those as they come. Do you guys have an anticipation or like, do you know, kind of, I know that you guys are planning on traveling at the beginning of the year. Is that kind of when you're traveling, planning on doing the podcast? Yeah, so we, <clears throat> we're we going to be producing a few episodes that we have lined up so that we can be on a consistent schedule okay. of release. And so, yes, probably mid-January is when we plan on actually putting out RVCast. It may be earlier than that if we get some of our, uh, our other episodes put together. But yeah, look for look for that mid January, and and thank you, Dustin. I mean, this is it's a real pleasure working with you and the rest of the team. And 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 thanks for having us on your podcast. It's been great. Uh, well, we appreciate you having on. That's something I wanted to have you on for a while, but you guys have been so busy, which is great. And then we have this opportunity to do that. And uh, yeah, we look forward to more maybe having up future updates with, you know, how you guys are doing and, and, and hopefully maybe we have, you know, thousand hosts by then, who knows, but, but we look forward to more communications with you guys and actually meeting you in person, which would be nice. So that'd be cool sometimes. So. Well, we'll, we'll head up in your neck of the woods, probably next summer. Uh, When it turns warmer, we're we're getting away from the heat. I think that's our plan. Is okay. to taste the sun and then taste the cool, depending <laughs> yep. on the weather, yeah. right? That sounds like that sounds like my what my wife would do too. She she's like, <laughs> let's just go where it's warm. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. <laughs> it makes it yeah. easy. Well, perfect. Well, we look forward to seeing you guys, and thanks for being on this podcast today. And hope all but good things for you guys. Obviously, so hey, thanks so much, Dustin. Thank you, Dustin. All right. Thanks for listening to the recurring plot presented by Curb and Turf. Curb and Turf works like Airbnb, but we help RVers to find land where they can park when they're traveling. Make more money from your land. Please visit CurbandTurf.com to list your property.